Thanks. My name is Peter. I'm a gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, everybody. Um, this is quite quite a um, surprise for me to be asked to speak at this meeting. Um, not that it doesn't make perfect sense. I'm a poster child for a relapse. Um, and I'm noticing that my heart is pounding a little bit. Um, and it, this, this is a big deal for me. Um, I also noticed that, as I was saying, the first step, we admitted we were powerless over food. And our lives have become unmanageable. I could feel it in my body, the popcorn that I ate last week in the afternoon when I went to a movie on Wednesday, I think it was. And then on Saturday, I had another slip in the afternoon. I ate some healthy cookies from Whole Foods. And those are the first two slips I've had in like five months. Um, and thankfully, they're both harmless foods physically. I didn't have cravings afterwards. There was no extended binging or anything. I don't consider that a relapse. I consider those two slips. To me, there's a big difference. Um, but it's interesting how I've kind of been rationalizing those two things in my head. And as soon as I said out loud, we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. It was like my body said, yeah, Peter, you weren't, you weren't admitting you were powerless over food. On those two occasions, you were using food as a drug, you know, to try and change your mood. Um, <clears throat> so good, good awareness for me. Um, eating between meals doesn't work for me. Popcorn and cookies don't work for me. And um, it's just better if I stick to my food plan, um, which is pretty basic. Um, so, so I came into this program in January of 1988 in New Hampshire. Um, I first started out in AA and I spent my first three months in AA pounding on the table, complaining about how much chocolate was killing me. And finally, one woman came up to me one day and said, Peter, you know, there's a program for you. I had no idea there was a program for people who were addicted to sugar or sweets. And so I started going to LA in New Hampshire, but I didn't, I didn't identify. Um, it was just a lot of women worried about their weight. And I had no worries about my weight. I wasn't a woman. And I just wasn't hearing anything that felt like what I was going through. So I stopped going. I kept going to AA. <clears throat> and then I moved out here to Berkeley in September of 89. And I went to the Saturday morning Berkeley meeting at Alta Bates. And I felt fit right in. People were talking about being addicted to sweets and sugar. And people were there that hadn't gained a lot of weight, but were still suicidal. And I mean, I just felt like I had found a place that spoke to the problem that I had. And I didn't have that experience in New Hampshire. Um, so I started coming and I, I don't, I don't know that I ever had any continuous abstinence at the beginning. It's so long ago, it's hard for me to remember. Um, I do remember that I periodically tried to leave the program, sometimes for a week, sometimes for a month, sometimes for three months. And every time I would just come crawling back on my hands and knees, desperate. And when the last time I did that, it finally occurred to me as I was about to leave, I thought, you know what? I'm going to come crawling back. Why don't I just stay? Be a lot simpler and a lot less effort. And so since then, I've never left the program. And that was 
in the early 1990s. So I've been in this program for a long time. <clears throat> and I've had different patterns of relapsing, but my basic pattern for a long time was I would have two or three weeks of abstinence and then I would have a relapse. And for me, a relapse is any binge that goes on beyond the binge. And my binges would last usually a day, two, three, four, five, sometimes a whole week. And then I would get abstinent again and I would, or what I thought was abstinence. And then I'd be abstinent for three weeks, maybe a month. And then I would have a relapse again. And this went on for decades, literally. Um, and, and, but I noticed that my life was getting better at the same time. And, and, I, and I realized that, you know, recovery, recovery happens if I'm in the program and if I'm engaged in the program. And if I have a slip or a relapse, that doesn't eliminate all the recovery that I've had. It might stall me periodically and I might have to gather myself back to keep moving forward. But, you know. Five, Peter. Thanks. I've, I've relapsed with that pattern, you know, for over 30 years. And my life today is infinitely better than it was when I got here. My health is, well, I'm 30 something years older, so I can't say my health is better. Um, and I just had an echocardiogram this week and it was not encouraging at all. I have to have a conversation with my cardiologist. Um, but my life, my, my feelings about myself and the world, people in my life, connection with a higher power like I, I never dreamed possible. Um, I have all those things, even with that chronic relapsing pattern that I, that I um, have exhibited the whole time in the program. And I also was aware that this was holding me back. You know, relapsing every three weeks, that slows the train down, you know? If I really want to have the kind of life I want to have and the gifts that the program offers probably would serve me to stop doing that. So that's why I kept coming and I kept, you know, just doing the best I could. I've joined other 12-step programs, which has also helped a great deal. I, um, I've had some pretty deep trauma therapy, which has helped enormously. Um, and all I can say is I went on vacation in August up to Alaska. Um, and I was careless with my food one day at lunchtime. And I was a little careless with my time planning and distance driving. And I don't do well on vacation by myself. That had been a pattern of mine also. And all I know is I ended up in a restaurant 10 o'clock at night eating ice cream. Which I don't eat ice cream. That was what brought me into this program. Um, and then I went from that restaurant to another restaurant. Now it's 11 o'clock. And I was eating a, it was called a peanut butter pie, but it was really like, a Reese's peanut butter cup times 10 on a plate uh, with chocolate sauce over it. Um, and I know we're allowed to mention foods in this meeting or I would never do that. Um, but I mean, I got sick. This thing made me sick. I had to force myself to finish it. Now that's a diseased compulsive eater that I was getting sick eating this thing and forcing myself to finish it at the same time. And then later on that week, I got COVID. Now, I don't know that one relates to the other. I have a feeling that what I did that day really affected my immune system. You know, and I was out traveling, so I was eating out in restaurants. I was, 
all I know is I got, I had a really serious, I can't, I guess I have to call it a slip because <laughs> it only lasted one night. Well, that's not true. I had brownies the next day and brownies the day after that. Um, so I had a little mini relapse right there and I got COVID and I got made at home and something inside of me was like, it's going to kill me. This disease is going to kill me. And I've always known that this disease could kill me, but this time it was like, because I was having trouble breathing, I was on the verge of going to the emergency room. My, my feet and my legs were all swollen, filled with fluid. I was calling the advice nurses. It just, it hit me. It's like, this, like if I eat like this, it's going to kill me. Um, and I don't think I've done that kind of eating since. I know I didn't get abstinent right away. That was the middle of August or the end of August. And I know I, um, I had some slips in September. And then I remember the last meal that I had was a Tuesday night in September 13th, I think, after work. And I got a meal that was not an abstinent meal. It was a meal, but it wasn't on my food plan. Um, and then just for some reason, the next day it was like, that's it. I have to just stay on my food plan for the rest of my life. Just follow my food plan and that's it. Um, and I've pretty much done that since September 13th. I had these two little slips last week. And I think I had I had one other one, one or two others, maybe in November or September, I can't remember. But for me, for somebody who's gone off on a three or five day bender every three weeks, to have almost now six months of back-to-back -back eating on my food plan with only a couple of three slips here and there. To me, that's a miracle. Um, and I wish I could say I owe it to awakening to my higher power or working the steps or doing service. Or so. What Ten. I owe it to, thanks. I owe it to the power of this disease to kill me. That's what I owe my abstinence to. I mean, and, and I really, I really, I, I'm grateful to my disease for getting my attention. You know, I got a new sponsor. Um, about a year ago or so. And his message to me right off the bat was, because that was when I was still binging, that Peter, every time you binge, that's your response to your higher power trying to get your attention. That's all, that's, that's all it is. When, when you, you can't stop compulsive eating, that's not within your power. You can't stop binging no matter how hard you try. So every time you're binging, that's your higher power trying to get your attention because that's what you need to, to stay abstinent. Um, so I really think that that kind of new focus for me, and I, every time I contacted this sponsor, I got the same message pretty much. God is the solution. God is the solution. God is the solution. And your desire to eat is your higher powers trying to get your attention to pay more attention to your higher power. Um, I think the combination of that message and the experience I had up in Alaska in, in August just kind of got my attention. I guess I got I needed it from both directions. <laughs> um, but I've had abstinence of a kind that I've never experienced before in this program. Um, so I'm 71 years old. Um, you know, I lived in poverty most of my life and I joined another 12-step program seven years ago. And before I went on vacation and got sick in August, I was, I was making three times more money than I'd ever made on the job. Um, 
I'm looking to move now out into the country somewhere in Marin County or Sonoma County, and I have an income that can support that. Um, once I go back to work, I haven't gone back to work yet. I'm assuming I'll have an income that will support that. We'll have to see what happens. Um, I just have a happy life now. It's funny, I've been out of work for six months and I can say that most days I'm pretty happy and find useful things to do and I'm moving forward in my life and, and looking for a place to live. Um, I also started dating for the first time a few months ago and that's been fun. I've actually been enjoying that, meeting people. And, you know, these are all things that um, I owe to the program. Um, and I really believe that abstinence since August is what's allowed me to do all these things while I've been sick. Because if I was eating compulsively while I was sick, I probably would be dead by now. Um, the fact that I've been able to stay abstinent while having long COVID and not a whole lot of energy and having to sit at home alone all day, and it's kind of a miracle. Um, so I guess I mentioned my age because um, I sometimes hear people say, you know, it's too late. It'll never happen for me. Um, you know, I've wasted my life. And these are people that are in their 40s and their 50s. And, you know, all I can say is I came into this program when I was 36, you know, and I'm 71 now because I never left permanently and I've always continued to come. I am deeply grateful for my recovery and for my life today. I have no regrets. I have no shame. I have no worries. I, I'm very aware that I could die at any moment. Um, especially because of my heart condition. Um, and it's like, as long as I live today to the fullest, that's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing I can do. It's the only thing that's within my reach. Uh, none of us knows when we're going to die, heart condition or not. Um, 14. Thanks. But that's made me a little more conscious of the fact that that could happen. And so um, <clears throat> it's never too late, you know. It's just never too late to keep working at and never giving up at trying to find a, a relationship with a power greater than ourselves that can restore us to sanity and, and keep us out of the food. Um, so I want to thank you, Eleanor, for asking me to share. I really appreciate it. It was not a big deal to interrupt my cooking this morning to sit down for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and tell my story. I'm going to go back to cooking as soon as I'm done talking. And I'll keep listening, but um, I'm really glad I said yes, because normally I would say no, but this program has taught me, you get asked to do service, just say yes, and it'll work itself out. So thank you all for listening, and I look forward to hearing to what, hearing what you have to say. Thanks.